D-S-N-Y. It was the coolest video I've ever seen. Like, however, the guy who posted it has like 1,300 videos, so I was just kind of scrolling through it, you know? Fair. Fair. What did you even get to take a nap today? Oh, I did take a nap. Why? Fantastic. I just wanted to make sure, because I know you had stuff to do. So I wanted to make sure that you got your daily nap in. I got my daily nap in, and I even went rollerblading, too. Whoa, rollerblading. I know, I know. I'm uh, bringing it back old school. Yeah, thought really. I thought rollerblading was really cool when I was, like, I don't know. I must have been like 12 and there was a Disney Channel movie about rollerblading and high schoolers. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. Look how cool all these kids are. They rollerbladed and they're in a movie. Turns out it's not that cool. It's very cool. Well, maybe not in high school. Uh, okay. Well, whatever you say. Now, I it's, now it's retro. It's retro now. It is. I had to get myself new skates for it, too. There's also no rules during quarantine, so as long as you go outside, you can do pretty much anything you want, as long as you're not within six feet of other people. This is true, except I have my Yankee mask now, so I can wear that. Oh, fantastic. Every problem is solved. Yes, indeed. Thanks, Mom. All right. Well, this is, I think, episode 56. That sounds right to me. Of the sure. Bleachers Creatures podcast presented by Elite Sports New York. As always, brought to you by Rivercrest NYC and our two new partners, Crossing Broad and Warwick Gaming. Um, my brain is in a pretzel today. Uh, yes, like one of those pretzels from Auntie Anne's, the cinnamon sugar one. I love Auntie Anne's. Or Auntie Annie's, whatever it's called. <laughs> I what, don't even I, know They the make name. the pretzels. They make the pretzels. It is what it is. But my brain's in a pretzel today. I've been I've been fighting with people online. I've been arguing with people on Twitter and Facebook, and it's just you know, no good comes been. from that. Just no, arguing. fighting fighting online is bad. No, and that's I, I really I really try to avoid it because no matter what happens, you just it's nobody's gonna change their opinion. It's just it's so pointless. And I got in an argument with someone yesterday. And I finally, like, I broke. I was like, whatever. Like, I honestly don't think you can comprehend the point of view that I'm trying to get across. So I'm just not going to continue to do this. And then he sent me, like, 15 more unanswered tweets. I'm like, just leave me alone, man. I just, it's fine. We had a fight on Twitter, and I'm just, I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to deal with you anymore. So... I, I know that this episode is probably going to be all James Kelly rants. Like, that's just going Ugh. to be a thing. Because from what I understand, the text messages you have sent me, you're very upset and you have a lot of thoughts in your head. And like we've talked about before, this is free therapy. So um, I'm guessing that's what's going to happen today. Is this correct? Yes, absolutely. Uh, first, I want to get your thoughts on the on the proposal that was made to the Players Union. You don't want my thoughts right now. Oh, no. Do we have opposing views? No, you know, I think in general, our views are pretty similar. I'm just not as passionate about it at the moment because I've been so exhausted. And it's oh, very it really difficult. Tiring. It's very difficult to 
sit there and look at all these proposals and all these different plans going into place and just assume that this is what's going to happen because honestly I'm not even sure if this will be a thing next week or the week after and it'll be something different that's that's the part that's really getting to me right now that's where the yeah. frustration lies for me of course the plan in general um, which I know you have thoughts on which are probably going to be far more entertaining than my thoughts um, <clears throat> the plan in general is just I can't even think of a good word to describe it, to be completely honest. I can't. I don't know. And I feel like you have the words. It's just, I, it's the problem that you have with it, I think, is that you know it's not a real plan yet. It just, it's Correct. not real. It's not realistic at all. And I want to preface this by saying that it's not either side doing the quote unquote wrong thing. Like, this is just good business on both sides. But when MLB leaked, their proposed plan to the media on purpose. They did that on purpose so that everyone would get riled up and they say, look, we're going to have baseball back. There's a plan and we're going to have it back for July 4th and baseball in America and hot dogs. And that's going to be awesome. But it's just, they knew that it wasn't a plan that was going to get approved. So everyone, as soon as they heard that the players weren't going to accept this plan, then turned on the players to say, oh, well, this is the players rejecting the deal. You should just take what you get so that we can have baseball back. But they didn't understand why MLB did this because they knew this plan wasn't realistic because in the back of their minds, they know if there are no fans in the stadium and there's no ticket sales and there's no concession sales, it's not going to be profitable for them to run a baseball organization. So they purposely, purposefully leaked their plan to the media to put the pressure on the players because they want revenue sharing. And what is revenue sharing, Allison? Tell me what that is. I don't even know. <laughs> it is the one thing, the only thing that the players union for decades has said, fuck you. We're not doing that because it's not fair to us. Because it, it invites a salary cap, and that's the one thing that baseball's union has that the other sports unions don't have. No salary cap. Garrett Cole can get paid $36 million a year because they never accepted a deal that ended in a salary cap. So they're not going to start now because the owners said, this is our first plan. You should accept it, and we can have baseball back. But it's not a good plan for the players. It's not. It's well, not realistic. Mark Teixeira believes that it's a good plan for the players. Is that correct? Because he yeah, believes well, that his love of the sport means more than being paid for his play. Mark Teixeira made his money. He's done. he's done. He had his career. He had his mega contract. And I'll, I'll even say for a guy like Garrett Cole, I don't think he would personally care that much for his personal finances if it switched from revenue sharing this year to you know, whatever the plan is going forward. Cause you also have to remember that a CBA is coming up next year where this is going to be discussed and other issues that the players have like service time manipulation, that it's just the league and the players are so far apart on these issues that we're headed towards a strike. And we're going to have a season that gets canceled because of a global pandemic. And then the owners are going to try to push all these things onto the players because they want to help their bottom line. And the players are going to strike. We're going to go like two years without baseball. 
I think this is such a solid reminder that the sport of baseball and really any sport in general is ultimately a business. And it's really hard because for the past several seasons, all we've been doing is literally going, watching the game, not thinking twice about paying $12 for a beer at Yankee Stadium. Well, some people are thinking twice, but um, not thinking twice about going into the stadium and paying those inflated prices at the clubhouse store in order to get those items directly from the stadium, paying thousands of dollars for tickets. We're not even thinking about that. And now that this has come out, everyone is outraged because they're like, oh, oh my gosh, they're trying to take advantage of everything. But at the same time, it is a business and it's a business that we've been helping. Yeah. And there, there's nothing wrong with the owners doing this. The only problem that I have with it, which again, it's a good business move to do this, but it pisses me off because of the way it was received was that they proposed this plan knowing it was going to get rejected so that their PR looks better than the players PR. Cause they know, they know that unless there's fans in the seats, they're not going to be able to, to run the teams. They're not going to be able to open the league up again because they're going to lose too much money. And that's so why not take that blame and put it on the players instead with an upcoming strike. And then everyone will put the pressure on the players like they've been doing. I mean, I got countless DMS yesterday and people replying to my tweets saying this is all because of the greedy players. The players are supposed to be greedy. Owners get into the game for decades decades and decades and decades that their families own this team i mean look how long the steinbrenner family is on the yankees it's but players don't have that long of a window the average mlb player's career and i looked this up because i'm so mad about it i act i did actual research five and a half years that's not a large window to make money especially when you consider the fact that just to get to free agency to get that big contract you have to be there for six years so the average career is less than the amount of time that it takes just to get to the open market. So players have to be greedy with things like this because it's not about the Garrett Coles who make $36 million a year. It's about the Luke Voits who's not going to hit free agency until 34. And who's going to want him at 34? Maybe he'll get two years for 20 mil, but that's way less. That's not a good contract for him because he's worth way more than that now. He's worth right now like 10 million dollars a year in production and he's getting paid 600,000. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, that's something that we haven't really had to think about until this moment right now. Um and a lot of people are saying like Mark Teixeira is basically saying, "Yeah, I would play for pennies in order to play baseball again." So a lot of people are using the desperation of fans and other players to play the sport to take advantage of it to not pay the players what they should be paid and that's the part that's really pissing me off and it's just one of the things that has always gotten me about situations like this is when people say well they get paid millions of dollars to play a game it doesn't matter they've spent their entire lives dedicating their their entire time to developing one skill set and they are the best at what they do if you believe in an open market, which all these people claim to do, then they should get paid as much as they can because they can do the job better than anybody else. I mean, Bill James got in hot water a few years ago for saying like, well, if the players that are in the league right now didn't play, baseball would be totally fine because the competition would, would level out and then the players that were up would just be just be as good as what we 
thought the players who were there would be. But it's not the case because who watches the KBO except for now when it's the only baseball on TV? Because their pitchers are throwing 90 miles per hour, 90 mile per hour fastballs. And everybody's hitting singles and some guys hit home runs, but you don't see any Aaron judges who are hitting it 500 feet in Seattle and turning the broadcaster into a mindless dummy being like, I don't even know how to react to this. That was amazing. Like It's just normal baseball. Right. Right. But it's just there. It's all there is. And that's, that's what's going on right now. Um, but you're absolutely right in terms of in terms of the players. A lot of people are thinking about those players that are making like 26 million a year, um, you know, a ton of money. They're not thinking about those that are even just coming up and just starting. Um, you know, if they have a bad if they, for example, if they end up playing this season and they have a, a bad, you know, first half of the season, what does that change for them? They're not making any money. They're also not going to go into the next year with a good reputation. It's going to be difficult for those those players that are not Aaron Judge, that are not Garrett Cole. I'm throwing my microphone. Um, that are you know not those big names. So you're absolutely right. And now you're making me mad. So stop. <laughs> I didn't I didn't mean to make you mad. I'll make you less mad. There is one plan that Jeff Passan proposed. I don't know if he proposed it or if it's something that he heard was a possibility. I don't care either way to get the money for the players for their prorated contracts. And that's an important part of this too. The players agreed to only be paid for the games that they play. So if they play half a season, they get paid for half a season, which is Mm -hmm. totally fair. It shouldn't be on them to take the haircut because the owners don't want to run the business at a loss. That's not their problem, but deferring the payments say, we guarantee you this money but the revenue in the league right now just isn't there because there's no fans that we don't even have. We have to give money back to the TV stations who we have contracts with and we didn't provide them games. So we owe them money now. So right now take a cut and we'll defer the rest of the payments so that you will at some point receive this money because they're owed it. And I think that would be a good plan. If the players rejected that, then I could put some, some of the blame on them and saying, well, I mean, we do have to make some sacrifices here just to get baseball back. But are you really going to tell me that? What? I I found something out. I figured it. I cracked the code. You cracked it. Guess what? YouTube what? TV drops the Yes Network on March 5th. YouTube caused the coronavirus? Is that what you're going for? No, I'm saying ever since YouTube, well, maybe, ever since YouTube TV dropped the Yes Network, and fans complained about it. Now there's no fans to watch anyway. Interesting. This is Let's a conspiracy. Take. Ooh, I'm going to dig more into this because this is interesting. Basically, I was I was just kind of thinking because I realized the last normal day that we had was Friday the 13th, which is Oh really my God, that was, that was the worst. Really scary. But now that I'm looking back at it, the Yes Network is dropped by YouTube TV because the two couldn't reach an agreement. And the Yes Network was like, oh, well, we have a lot of people that want to watch our network. And you know what? If you're not going to appreciate us and pay us the money that we deserve, we're going to leave. Well, now no one's watching the Yes Network, right? Well, some of us watch for the old games they play in other segments. But you're not watching the Yes Network at all? No, I don't have it. <laughs> where are you getting? Oh, true, true. <laughs> I don't have I was say, it. Where are, you, where are you getting all your old games? YouTube. Interesting. It all comes back around. 
straight from YouTube. So listen, Yes Network, maybe they need to strike a new deal with YouTube TV, get back on YouTube TV. Maybe this will all end. Possibly. Either way, my, I mean, my brain's just in a pretzel still about it. I have no idea what I've said in the past 15 minutes. Like, I just, I have no idea what I actually said the words out of my mouth. I know what I think, but I think I said what I meant to say. I tried to follow that, and now my brain is in a Auntie Annie's pretzel. But I think you did a great job of articulating without getting too angry. I really am impressed. Well, I, I would know if I didn't, if I didn't get too angry. I feel like I'm pretty angry. I'm like, well, you didn't sound that angry. So, but I know inside you're just like stewing. This is terrible. But yeah, so um, honestly, I, I don't DH even. It's not a good day. <laughs> listening to the different plans that have come out every single week, which essentially have all been different, has just been so frustrating. And just, I'm at this point where I'm like, listen, either just tell us yes or no. Like, don't just keep, don't just keep stringing us along. Okay. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be stuck yeah. in this relationship forever if it's not going to happen for another year. Totally fair. That's, we keep saying it under promise over deliver. Tell us no season and then out of nowhere, it's opening day. Uh, yeah. Way, way better. I would be ecstatic. That would be great. Like, imagine just waking up one morning and all of a sudden they're like, hey, tonight, 7.05, Yankees are going to be starting. And you're like, oh, my God, it's real. It's happening. Like the whole office scene. I've never seen the office, but I know what that scene is. So. Yeah. And then I would stop getting in so many Twitter fights. Oh, man, I'm really no. disappointed in myself no, for no. that. That's. I you're know it's a bad idea. You're going to continue. Like, that is not something that you can just stop because I know you and I know that you really like to be right. I've just been tweeting about criminal minds. So I've been avoiding any conflict. See, I've been good about it, though. Late, not, you know, in the past two days. But generally, I've been good about it where I'll come across a really dumb tweet and I'll either, like, I'll send it to you or Josh and I'll be like, this is maybe the stupidest thing I've ever read. And it's, I won't engage the tweet, but I will send it around and be like, honestly, this is, I mean, this is some top-notch stupidity. <laughs> hey, you got to share those stupid tweets because it makes you feel so much smarter. Yeah, I mean, regularly I do thousand-word articles about the stupidest tweets I read on Twitter. I mean, honestly, what else is there to write about? This is the struggle that we have right now. You know, we're watching the Marble Olympics and we're watching the Korean Baseball League, but that's it. Like, that's all we can watch. So, I don't know. What can we write about? We can write about a certain C.C. Uh, Sabathia. Yo, C.C. Sabathia is ripped out of nowhere. <laughs> he was eaten. Like, he lost half of himself. Like, it, something that was unreal. Him. I th you know what? I feel like it's like the Revenant where he went out into the woods and he was just eaten by a bear. It's just like I did, nobody saw it coming because there was no like we all knew CC was going to try to get in better shape after he stopped playing. But it was mm -hmm. like we didn't see him working out in any Instagram videos. We didn't hear from Ruko that like, hey, CC is working pretty hard. And then all of a sudden this picture drops of CC looking like looking like a professional athlete for once in his career. And it's like, holy shit. Look at this guy. Well, you know what? The weight worked for him. Um, I've written articles. I have looked at different things where he entered training camp at like 280, 290, 300. And when he entered training camp, like he was just on point because he was used to throwing with that weight behind him. He was used mm -hmm. to using his body to get what he wanted. And that sounds so bad. <laughs> so 
Okay, so he was used to using his body to, to make his pitches work and, and make everything work. And so now that he doesn't need to do that anymore, like he really has time to focus more on his health, on making sure that he looks the way he wants to. But back when he was a pitch, if he did this when he was still a pitcher, like we would have a big problem. I mean, he did one year and he lost a lot of velocity. And he was like, listen, like I've always yeah. known I pitch better when I'm bigger. So I'm just going to keep right. this weight on. And right, exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, great for him because we had that that heart scare. I think it was last year or two years ago where he went on record and said, listen, like I got a call from my doctor the day I was supposed to go to London. And he said, if you get on this plane, you will die. And that was I mean, that was scary for all of us. He had an emergency mm-hmm. heart surgery. And now, I mean, look at him. He's in such great shape. He's making me feel bad about myself. Right, right. And I mean, I know that Mike, uh, Mike Francesca <laughs> made some comments about CC and, you know, basically saying, ah, well, he lost weight, but that doesn't mean he's going to be a good pitcher. Well, who the fuck cares? Because he lost a lot of weight. He doesn't need to be a pitcher anymore. He could be a third baseman. He could be a second baseman. Could you imagine him diving around the infield? Oh, yeah. He, I mean, Let him be clearly a athletic. Baseman. Clearly athletic enough. Right. Exactly. So you know what? If he wants to lose weight, good. Kudos to him looking out for his health. You know, when he was a pitcher, he knew what he needed to do and the way his body worked. And he knew, obviously it worked. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. Like, he's just, he knew. Good for him. So happy. He's just, he's so lovable. Everything he does is like, oh, that's good old Cece. The aging vet in the clubhouse. Right. He's just that, he's. Just a big old teddy bear, except if you're like Angel or Angel Hernandez or something. Yikes. Yeah, not good for umpires, not good for the Rays or the Astros or the Red Sox. Not really. Um, really only good for us, I guess. Now, can you imagine if he was actually out on the field looking like that and pointing at the Rays and saying, that's for you, bitch. They would come Ooh. out there and knock him down. Like, Ooh, I don't know about that. I mean, he's still, he's still six something. Like he's six foot six, six foot seven. Yeah, six, six. Yep. Yeah. He's, I mean, they're not coming after CeCe. I, I don't know why anybody would ever fight the Yankees. Every time they, they've gotten in a couple burls recently uh, with the Tigers and the Red Sox. And it's like, I don't know what came over you to think that you would have a chance in a brawl against these guys. Like at some point you just have to take a step back and be like, is it worth getting angry about? Because I am very angry, but if I go after the Yankees, it's basically like going after an offensive line or defensive line because defensive linemen are freaky scary. Very true. I mean, you got Stanton, you've got Aaron Judge who can move an entire pile of people just by touching them. Um, You've even got Brett Gardner who God knows how much rage he's got in his body, but like, if he were given the opportunity, he could beat a lot of people up. And we've yeah. seen the aggressiveness. Like, we've seen that. We saw him We saw him get off the leash last year in, I think it was Toronto. And Aaron Boone had to hold him back. And he was like, I did not realize Gardy was that strong. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. So, funny story about that. I was actually, I was not watching that game. Um, I was at a concert. I was at Hootie and the Blowfish. Classic. 
real good concert too. Um, but I went there for my sister's birthday and we're all standing there and there's not really good service. So I like walked over to get a drink. And when I got to the booth there, all of a sudden my phone just went crazy, like Twitter, text messages, calls. I'm like, who is calling me? Literally, my boyfriend was like, um, Brett Gardner's going berserk. Like you have to see this. And he's like, go on Twitter, go on Twitter right now. So I went on Twitter and I was just like, I spent the next hour, like over at that booth, just like texting and trying to like figure out what happened and get this, the full story from all angles. So I missed it. That is unfortunate, but it also does remind me of the game that we went to where we were both at and Someone, uh, so many people got ejected, but we were at the game and they didn't make any announcements. So we were like frantically checking Twitter, trying to find out what happened. We just knew that like everyone was getting tossed out and everyone was coming out on the field to yell. And that was, I think that was the time that CeCe and Brett Gardner like walked all the way up to the first base umpire and they were like, let's go. Like, and we were just there. We had no idea what was happening. Yeah. That was the strangest thing because just like we we were sitting in left field and you look out there and you see like Brett Gardner, like, you know, you see, you see the arm and you're like, no one's out here. Like, who is he throwing out? And then you see Brett Gardner get onto the field. Then all of a sudden you see CC get half up and they were just like, no, don't even come out here. Like you're gone. Um, and then they threw out someone else. Didn't they throw out, um, they threw out someone else too, but we were just sitting there and we're like, what is going on? What is happening? And, you know, no one, no one knew. Everyone in the stadium was like, what, what, what just happened? We have no clue. And that's like, that's our Twitter dream. Like when we're just watching the games from home, when something like that yeah. pops off, like it's time to get these jokes off. It's time, right, to, it's exactly. time to tweet. And we were exactly. just like, I, I don't know what's going on. Somebody please explain this to me. So I, yeah, I instantly pulled up Twitter and I was like, I have to find out what's going on. And I, I used like Brian Hoke and um, Lindsay Adler and they were like, oh yeah, this person got ejected. This person got ejected. And I was like, we just missed all that to us. It was just kind of like nothing. We're just standing there and all of a sudden, you know, oh, hey, a few people are leaving the game. What is going on? Why? Yeah, everyone's yelling, but I don't know why. <laughs> that was pretty fun. I definitely enjoyed that. But next time I would prefer a little bit of play by play. Definitely. Uh, Oh, you know what else I saw this week that I wrote an article about that was wholesome. Unlike the first 20 minutes of our show, wholesome content. Giancarlo Stanton found a kid on Twitter who is literally his doppelganger, not like lookalikes, but I mean, this is like a five-year-old kid whose swing is absolutely identical. Yes. The swing, the reaction, the holding the bat, like everything was perfect. Like you sent me the side by side. Was that, I don't remember if that was through like ESPN or if it was through Stanton himself. Um, I think uh, Stanton definitely found it, but I, I don't know who saw it first or who put that together first, but it was like, I mean, even down to the timing of it all, like the kid, I, I mean, he was swinging like a piece of wood or something. Uh, the timing of it all, the bat speed, it was literally a frame by frame remake. Actually, MLB posted it. So it is on MLB's Instagram. But yeah, it was amazing. When you sent that to me, I was kind of like, oh, this will be cute. And I was like, actually, no, this is perfect. It's this is like a perfect. draft pick. We're, we just pro- we just drafted this kid. We're right, going to be scouting exactly. him his entire career. 
Exactly. Oh, so, so cool. Um, and I know that obviously we haven't been seeing too many workouts, but he did post a workout video with, uh, through the New York Yankees Twitter, um, Stanton did. So Stanton is working out. So everyone that says, oh, you're used to staying home, aren't you? Oh, is he doing yoga though? Let's get that straight. Um, Is he doing yoga? To be honest, I don't think he's doing, well, not in this video, he's not doing yoga, but honestly, and I thought about this too, yoga is really good for you, but like, it's really not ideal content, you know? It's not, unless it's goat yoga. We've been over this before. Yeah, exactly. Goat yoga would work, but Beyond that, um, here I am on Twitter doing the same freaking thing where I'm typing into the search bar Yankees, but instead it's typing as a tweet. So then I just like <laughs> look up Yankees and that's my tweet. Um, Classic. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's embarrassing. It's hilarious. But I do that occasionally, especially on the computer. Um, let me see. Ooh, workouts at home. Stay fit at home. He's using a lamp, so I think he's safe. Probably fair. Yeah. Although that won't stop the internet commenters from being like, oh, it looks like he just tore his bicep. Electrocute him. Um, yes, he's using a lamp to do uh, bicep curls, so good for him. Yeah, real funny tweet by Yankees 08798 Classic. You really broke the internet with that one. <laughs> no video games, he says. Oh. Stanton knows what he's talking about. Not even but, MLB the show. <laughs> so, and also the Yankees on Twitter, too, have uh, tried to engage a little bit more with fans. And it sounds like they're looking for questions that um, your child or me have for a member of the Yankees outfield. Because obviously, duh. So maybe I should dress up as a child. I think that's not difficult. I could just put pigtails in my hair. I look like I'm 17. Um Reply to this tweet with a video asking their question they just might hear back. Ooh, I'm going to do this. <laughs> Brett Gardner. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Brett, and, I, you know that I wasn't your stalker, right? Please just, I just need to know that you know. <laughs> just give me an answer. <laughs> um, yeah, and let's see what else is, what else is going on? Because really this week, besides the whole, um, you know, proposal thing, there hasn't been a whole lot that's been happening. To say I actually, I want to gas us up for a second. Cool. So I have been watching a lot of KBO. Uh, I'm not staying up in the middle of the night watching it because I'm an adult and I have a job that I have to work in the mornings for. Um, so I watch the replays when I get home. And ESPN is atrocious at virtual interviews. I mean, it's absolutely unlistenable. To the point where it distracts you from the game. And I just want to gas us up because we do all of our interviews over Skype and we nail them. We are so much better than ESPN at these. This is something we can hold over ESPN for a very long time. We have been prepared for this quarantine because James and I live in two very, very separate cities. And so getting people together, quarantine or not, is incredibly difficult. And we have to do every single interview or every single talk, even just with each other over, actually we use Skype, but over Skype. And we're pretty damn good at it. So you know what? Kudos, James. I'm proud of us. I'm proud of us too. And it just goes to show, it is really hard to do an interview with somebody, especially somebody that you don't know, over a phone call or a video chat. 
because you don't get that like natural rhythm of just being in the same room as someone where you can kind of figure out, okay, is it my turn to talk? Is it your turn to talk? But like, we nail it anyway. Oh yeah, absolutely. So you know what? Everyone who listens to us, first of all, thank you. Second of all, you guys are listening to some pros here with Skype. Just Skype Interview greatness. Skype interview greatness. If there was a Mount Rushmore for interviewists, it would be us. Absolutely. Us, me, you, the cat. I don't know who would be the fourth person. Maybe Max, two-time guest. Yeah, I would say so. Definitely Max. I think that would fit in perfectly. Um, And I just realized I said interviewists, but I like that better than interviewers. That's fine. It makes us sound smarter, probably. Yeah. Yeah, it's classier for sure. Like industrialists. Yeah. See, that's that's kind of what I was thinking along the lines of. So um, in terms of Yankees games to watch, I've been watching a lot of games from 2017. 2017 has been there was just so many comebacks. I feel like 2017 in general was magical um, year. Yeah, it was just a magical year all around. So, like, playoff games. Uh, the other weekend, at, or the other week after we did this, um, I actually ended up watching Game 5 of the 2017 ALDS. Um, just watching Didi's two home runs off of Corey Kluber. Watching that ninth inning um, stellar at bat, which we talked about last week, by Brett Gardner for the RBI single. And then Todd Frazier um, taking advantage of a poor throw into the infield and a misplay by Francisco Lindor to score. That was the most exciting thing I've seen. And maybe it's just because I haven't been watching sports, but we were so blessed in 2017. We were spoiled. Absolutely. And I, I mean, it came with the the territory of we weren't supposed to make the playoffs And then Aaron Judge comes up. When he came up in 16, he hit like 180. And he hit that one really great home run on his first first at-bat, going back-to-back with Tyler Austin in their first MLB at-bats, which was incredible. But other than that, he didn't really hit that well. And then Mm -hmm. he comes back in 2017, and all of a sudden, this guy's like an MVP. Right, right. drives the team. And Luis Severino bounces back, and it's just... The whole year, everything just went exactly right, exactly the way the Yankees needed them to go to get to the cheating-ass Astros Game 7. Honestly, I would say, thinking back in the last like decade, that had to have been my favorite season. Um, the expectations, like uh, like we discussed, uh, under-promise and over-deliver. Um, really weren't expecting a whole lot out of them, but I just want to go over real quick some of these people that were on the roster in 2017. Darling Castro, <laughs> my favorite. I love Starling Castro. Castro. For sure. G-Man Choi. Great. With Tampa Bay now. Right? Uh, also Garrett, KBO alumni. Yeah. Uh, Garrett Cooper. You remember him? I do. I think he's with Miami now. He is, yes. He was traded over there. Um, of course, Ronald Torres. We freaking love, love Ronald Torres. Tonight Show. I, I think in 2017, I met him. Um, I think it was 2017 when he was playing in AAA for a little while. And I met him with uh, my buddy from Twitter, Charlie Ricker. So oh, Charlie, I love Charlie. Yeah. So Charlie and I are from the same hometown. And that was the first time that I met Charlie. And Charlie brought this freaking perfect um, 
like picture he wanted toe to sign and it was a picture of toe photoshopped behind the tonight show desk and it was for the toe night show and it was the funniest thing i've ever seen by the way charlie great guy just fabulous is um so shout out to him shout out to his son too um i know he's been taken or he took his son to his first baseball game in a long time last year and just like an incredible experience so um, but yeah, Matt Ronalds raised that year, and that was uh, pretty exciting too. Matt Holiday. Yeah, almost forgot about Matt Holiday because he was really good in the first half, and then in the mm-hmm. second half, if I remember correctly, he got like I don't I don't know if he had the flu or something, but he got sick and he lost a bunch of weight, and then after that, he just couldn't hit at all. Uh, what did he, he had mono? I think that might have been it. Yeah, I just I remember had... him getting sick and then not being good at hitting after. Yeah. Um, one of the things I really like to discuss is the fact that in 2017, Jacoby Ellsbury played in 112 games. Oh, unbelievable. And when I was watching the playoff games, he started in a lot of those games. Yeah. I mean, he was our center fielder. Right. Exactly. And it's so strange to think about now how, how times have changed. Um, another one on the, uh, on the 2017 roster was Jaime Garcia. I totally forgot about him. Right. (laughs) Jaime Garcia um, actually pitched pretty damn well in 2017. Yeah, for for a fifth starter, got some work in. Yeah, exactly. There was one game I was watching that was one of the really solid games, and I was like, I completely forgot about this guy, and he's starting a huge game for the Yankees. I have Um, no idea where he went after he was with us. He probably retired, to be completely honest. I mean, he was... He was old. Um, Tyler Clifford was back. Love Tyler Ugh, Clifford. I did, I did not like Tyler Clifford. <laughs> the, I guess the only thing that I really liked about Tyler Clifford was back when he was playing on Team USA during the World Baseball Classic, and he's freaking in the bullpen, and his warm-up is like the robot arms, which could easily be a TikTok dance, like, for sure now. You should go back, find that video, add it to a TikTok dance. <laughs> that's, how you, no. that's how you take over Yankees TikTok. You know what? I was looking at Yankees TikTok the other day. I was looking at Criminal Minds TikTok and Yankees TikTok, and there's really nothing. Except um, Jake from John Boy Media has joined TikTok officially. So I think we might have a good thing going here. We could definitely get this started. We could get it rolling. But yes, Jaime Garcia um, ended up playing the next year um, between Toronto, interesting enough, and uh, the Chicago Cubs, and then he retired. So, well, he yeah. had a good 2017. Right, exactly. But very, very interesting names on that roster, if you think about it. But I, I do definitely forget that Starling Castro was on that roster and how much I really enjoyed watching him play. You want to hear something crazy? Yeah. That you're going to feel like this was 11 years ago? Yeah. Kendris Morales was on the Yankees last oh, year. Oh, God. <laughs> that feels like 11 years ago. Wait, was was Chris Carter on the Yankees in 2017 or 2018? Mm, I want to say 18. 18. That's yeah. ridiculous. That is ridiculous. That's so long ago. Oh, my God. It feels like it was so long ago, but it's not. Yeah, here come the mental pretzels again. Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. No, I love pulling up old rosters and looking through them and being like, oh, my God, this person. I... 
I can't believe they were a Yankee and I can't believe they were for this time frame. Like, I guess uh, one of the questions I've seen a lot on Twitter was which Yankees player who only played there for at least a season or like a half a season did you just fall in love with? And my answer was always Andrew McCutcheon and oh, Cameron yeah. Maven. I loved Kutch. I loved Cameron- Kutch. Cameron Maven, that's that's a close second because he did play almost all last year and he played really well. But we yeah. only had Kutch for I think we got him in what August or July. I don't know yeah, if it was the trade, trade deadline or the like... waiver deadline. But either way, when we got him, like the whole the whole season was that was it. It was over. Andrew McCutcheon was awesome for us. Not only was Andrew McCutcheon guy. awesome and just a great player, but he was freaking hilarious. Like he fit in so well with the team. Oh, man, the memories. See, I would rather just go back and reminisce on players in baseball than just discuss all these strange plans that are moving forward. Yeah, I'd agree with that because this is not this is not fun. It's not a good look for me to get in Twitter fights about it. It's not it's not good for my blood pressure to think about it in general. And it's just I need baseball back. I know. I know. We all do. We all need it so badly. I'm having a lot of fun with the KBO, though. They they hit a lot. And their their relievers are all terrible. So, like, at the end of the game, it's... I mean, it's anyone's game. Like, the, having the starter come out of the game in a major league game is like, okay, like, we have these guys back here who can lock it down. Tommy Canely... Zach Britton, Araldis Chapman, Dallin Batanzas. Like, this game is pretty much over in the fifth inning. Mm-hmm. In KBO, the games don't start until the fifth inning. Once that starter comes out, things start getting crazy. So, interestingly enough, the KBO bullpens are essentially like the Baltimore Orioles. So, therefore, we can send the Baltimore Orioles over to Korea. Right? Yeah. I don't know. They- I don't know how well they would do in that league, honestly. Interesting. It's very interesting what I've seen so far from that league. Um, I I don't set my alarm, but I wake up every morning at like between 3.32 and 3.30 or 4.32 and 4.39. And I'm like, oh, wow, I have more time to sleep. I'm like, but there's baseball. a KBO game on right now. Hmm. And I told my grandma about that last night and she was uh, real excited. And she's like, oh, I'm up at 4.30 in the morning. I was like, great, Grandma. Like, go ahead and watch it. Because she misses baseball. Aaron Judge is her favorite player. She misses it so much. And I told her about the KBO. I let that slip. And my mom got mad. She's like, she doesn't need to be watching baseball at 4.30 in the morning. Oh, but- well, let's let's take it back a second here, Mrs. Case. Let's We need to be watching baseball whenever baseball is on. This is true. At this point, we'll take whatever we can get, even if it's wiffle ball. I would love to watch like the World Series of wiffle ball because they those have guys are a major insane. league wiffle ball team. Not they call it the major league wiffle ball league, but it's just like an Instagram league where I right. think they do still play. So maybe we could just get super into wiffle ball. Maybe we could start doing uh, post games and pre games, and uh, you oh, know, make that sure would they fill get- up so much content for me. trust me i know that's why i'm suggesting it i'm trying to distract you from the idea of getting into fights on twitter yes that's what i need i want (laughs) to i just i want to go back to getting in fights on twitter about whether john carlos stanton is a good player or not because those are simple because he is but people don't seem to think he is he just is a good player so those are really easy fights for me Mm because that's it 
John Carlos Stanton's a good player. Aaron Hicks is a good player. These are very complicated economically, morally, uh, health, safety-wise. Like, yeah. that's the part that everyone's skipping over, which they said, well, we just assume, we're presuming that all of this hinges on being able to do it healthy, safety, like, right. everything needs to be on the up and up in that field before we can even talk about all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no one actually mentions it. So I really don't think they really care. Right. Well, I mean, man, I just miss baseball. Like, I feel like I can say that for an entire hour of a podcast and just, it would be real. Fair. And well, if next year we go on strike too, then I don't yeah. want to put that in our minds. No, I don't even want to think about it at that point because that is just way too sad. And I'm already super depressed without baseball. And a lot of people are like, oh, you can't joke about depression unless you've been through it. Well, guys, it's true. And I am depressed about no baseball. I'm very, very sad. We we base half of our lives around this game like we both work full-time jobs and then when we're done working our full-time jobs we cover baseball and we say we're trying to make a career in baseball we love baseball we want to have a career in baseball so we dedicate our free time to baseball well now we have to go back to doing normal people free time stuff and that's just not for me i watched all of ozark in like three days it's just not good what do normal people do in their free time? Like I've been watching criminal minds and that's not normal. I have watched, I'm on season 10 now. So I, I'm tearing through guys. Like, I don't think that's normal. And it goes so fast. You think, Oh, like I'll just binge watch this entire 10 season show. And it'll be like, that'll cover some time. And then five days later, you're like, I'm on the last season already. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, the good thing is I'm getting a lot of, TV watching done and seeing movies like the whole Marvel movies and stuff, which by the way, Disney plus does not have Spider-Man homecoming. Um, so I don't know where I can watch that. Cause I don't want to pay for it. I got but you. If, oh, mm, okay. Wink. All right. Good. I got you. All right. Sweet. Um, but yeah, so like I've been watching a lot of things that I've been putting off for a long time because typically right now after, after work, I would be going to play Frisbee. I would be, going to play slow pitch i would be i don't even know anymore i don't know who i am and i would just go home and watch tv i had the worst experience uh i don't know i don't even remember if it was last week two weeks ago a month ago because that's how bad this has all been i watched community on netflix it was six seasons and yeah. i thought i was in season four and then the show just ended and i was like wait what do you what are you talking about? The show is over. And I went back and I looked and I had realized that I had watched seasons four, five, and six without even realizing that I was changing seasons. It was just oh going God. straight through. And I was like, I thought I had two more seasons of this and now it's just over. What am I supposed to do now? Uh, isn't that the worst when you just anticipate that there's so much more? Like I was watching, uh, I don't remember what show it was, but I thought there were 12 episodes instead of 10 in the season. And I was so Ooh. excited. And then all of a sudden I was like, up next, Station 19. I don't want to watch Station 19. I want to watch more of this. And then I realized the show was over. And like, What do you mean the show is over? I have two more episodes. Right, exactly. So I don't know. I did notice, though, on Hulu that Pitch is on there. Did you ever see that show? 
I haven't, but I'm definitely going to watch it. And it's definitely going to take me no more than two days. Oh yeah. No, that's a quick one. You'll, you'll be fine because it's all about baseball and you'll just be like, Oh my God, baseball. It'll, it'll fill the void for about a day. The MLB, the show league helped with that a little bit. Yeah, Only because I was watching Tommy Canely, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. You know what? We need more fun Yankees content from them in their individual homes. I want to see some home videos of them freaking holding up their phones and saying, hi, this is my garden. Because I know Zach Britton is gardening, as uh, was explained in The Athletic. I would say if I don't know, I'm not really into Call of Duty. I don't know if you are. But Tommy Canely does play a lot of Call of Duty with Britton and Tachman and with Judge one time. Uh, he plays a lot of Madden with those guys, too. So mm-hmm. it is fun. He puts them on his stream so you can hear them and you could just hear them go back and forth about this stuff. So that was, I mean, briefly entertaining before I got bored of Call of Duty and Madden because there just aren't my games. I don't really play that many video games, but... I don't play any video games except for Game Boy Advance. Old school. Old school. Loved the Game Boy Advance. It was real rough, though, when you go on like a long drive, you want to play Game Boy and you need to buy a whole little light set up just so you can see the screen. It's rough. This is true. This is true. That was definitely a, a huge complication. But I bet you're a pro, though. I bet you have the light. Well, no, <laughs> actually, I don't <laughs> think I did. I don't think I did. Um, my sister did. But she didn't really let me borrow it because she had the one that like flipped open, you know, like uh-huh. that kind of was like a cell phone almost that looked like. But oh, no, yeah, I, I, had, I had the old school one that was like, you know, big and. Yeah, like well, you can barely see in it. And even like if it was really sunny, the glare would be so bad. You had to like hold it up to your face to see through and see what was going on. Right, exactly. But I'm sure that the Yankees are doing interesting things in quarantine, and I really want to see. Like, I don't want to be, like, nosy, but I do want to see what they're doing. <laughs> Please. I write for, I write about Yankees baseball. Just Please, give me some content. Give me something. <laughs> give me content. And it's not I like we're I... Lindsay Adler. We can just text Tommy Canely and be like, how's the yeah. Madden League going? <laughs> Exactly. Um, I mean, I definitely don't have Tommy Canley's number. I certainly don't have Brett Gardner's number. So, um, well, that's why well, that's why we're doing this podcast so we can convince him that you're not a stalker, and then he'll say, "Okay, here's my phone number. Yeah, Call me I'm anytime. Gonna, we can just chit chat." I'll, rec- <laughs> I'll record a video question. Oh, by the way, another so ESPN no good at the KBO. ESPN also releasing Trevor Bauer's number. Um, oh. I totally forgot about that. That was half of the whole thing I had about ESPN messing up interviews. We've never accidentally released someone's phone number. Yeah, so so far, so good. Um, Hence why we're the better interviewists. Um, (laughs) But that was super fun. You texted me, and I went right on Twitter, and I saw it. And I like the fact that Trevor Bauer used that to do, like, a giveaway. He basically was like, so uh, ESPN just definitely leaked my number. And... um, I'm going to be doing a giveaway because of it. So the instructions are in my voicemail. So at least he like made a joke out of it, but like, damn ESPN, that is a big miss. Yeah. I mean, it's just, listen, if they want to reach out to us, maybe find out how they're supposed to be doing this kind of thing. We put video with all of our interviews too, and never given up somebody's email address, phone number. So if they want some pointers, ESPN, let us know. We'll help. 
Right, exactly. I think we we have a, a good thing in place here. And Trevor Bauer, if you want to come on our podcast, we won't release your new number. We just won't because nope, we won't do we're it. good at this. We'll just save it in our phones and we'll tell everybody that we have Trevor Bauer's phone number. We won't tell them what it is, but we'll yeah. be like, look, I got Trevor Bauer's contact info right here. No big deal. Ooh, or we could do that thing if there's someone he really doesn't like and he wants to give us their phone number, we could release their phone number as Trevor. Oh, okay, okay. I see where you're going with this. We'll I have to do like that for our next interview. That. I feel like that's yeah. a Trevor Bauer thing. He likes pranks. The, he just he just gets it. Like he knows what he's supposed to be doing. He's been putting out so much content during this quarantine where it's like this is. If we were covering the Reds, we'd be totally fine right now. Oh, but, for sure. We could talk Sunny Gray all day. Oh, yeah. I can't I can't believe how quickly I came back around on Sunny Gray. I was like, I'm really tired of having this guy around. And then I just came right back and I was like, you know what? Like, he got a bad rap. He did. He truly did. But no, Trevor Bauer, I've earned a I've gained a lot of respect for him over the past couple of years. Um, you know, for a while, it kind of seemed like he was just kind of like eh, doing his own thing, you know, playing with drones all the time, risking his fingers, which that was the weirdest thing when he's standing there on the mound and just dripping blood. And I was like, oh, this is gross. <laughs> um, and I mean, I he's a weirdo. Blood. He's a weirdo. But right. that plays. Not that I love blood, but I don't mind it. Um, <laughs> but anyway, and then, you know, the past couple of years, he's really come out and been a lot more open about what's going on with like the players union and how the players should be treated. He also went into a whole like anti-bullying campaign and he's actually, I think in the process of doing a project with um, a former MLB player. I don't remember who it is, but you know, doing a lot of things for the community and you know what, like I've, I've earned a lot of respect. He's earned a lot of respect for me. So yeah. I mean, he's a great guy. He's just a weirdo, but he knows how to play yeah. that weirdness into being a great guy. I think we're all realizing that we're all super weird and we're all more like Trevor than we actually thought originally. Oh, if we didn't know that before, weeks and weeks in isolation is really teaching us that lesson yeah, fast. Exactly. If you're not weird during this isolation, you're you're not alive. I'm sorry. You have to reevaluate. Right, exactly. You're not doing it right. <laughs> All right. I think I'm out of topics for this week. I'm definitely out of topics. I've been out of topics for the last half an hour. <laughs> uh, it's never stopped us before. I know, exactly. And that is the beauty of it all. So ESPN, give us a call. We'd love to help you out with your interview skills. Um, I, I could do it for free as long as... Uh, I don't know if I'd do it for free. I think ESPN has to give us a five-star review before we are willing to help them. Okay, I guess that's a that's a fair trade. I'm not willing to do it for free. I've changed right. my mind. Then we will we will wrap it up there with the call to ESPN to let us know if they need any help. Uh, I'll see you next <laughs> week. We will not give you our phone number because that's you don't want to do that over the podcast. So just like no. DM us. Yeah. Well, I I don't know. They might accidentally release my Twitter handle, and then people are going to be DMing me. I'm going to have to close my DMs. Right now, I'm just I'm centered on Yankees Twitter. Those are the only people I talk to through DMs. Yankees Twitter, that's it. Usually, I'm fighting with them, but not all the time. And I'll start working on Yankees TikTok, and we'll cover all the bases here. Absolutely. All right, ESPN, holler at us. See you next week. Holla. Holla.